Following the historic election of Barack Obama, one of the new president's longtime allies is organized labor, and it figures to have a key voice in the nation's economic recovery and the health care debate. You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Keith Kelleher. Keith is the president of SEIU Healthcare of Illinois and Indiana. SEIU is the fifth largest local of the Service Employees International Union, one of the largest labor organizations in the country. SEIU of Illinois and Indiana alone represents more than 85,000 workers in home health, nursing home care, and child care. Mr. Kelleher has been a labor organizer and leader for almost three decades and was elected to the SEIU International Executive Board as vice president. Mr. Kelleher joins us from his offices in downtown Chicago. Keith Kelleher, welcome to Reach MD Radio. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for inviting me. Well, it's great to have you here because SEIU, a lot of people know in the healthcare industry, is rapidly growing and clearly has a seat at the table in the upcoming healthcare debate and the economy, given, you know, let's face it, you have a, a relationship with the President of the United States. So for our listeners who might not be familiar with SEIU, give us a little background and also tell us how they plan to figure in the national economic recovery and the healthcare debate. SEIU is the largest union in the country with over 2 million members, about 2.1 million members now. We just passed 2 million. And we have workers in the healthcare industry. Our three major categories of members are healthcare industry is one, second is public employees, and third is building service employees. So, for instance, in building service would be janitors, security guards, whatever. In healthcare, we have anyone from the doctors. Uh, we represent doctors at hospitals across the country. We have a lot of certified nurses' assistants and nursing homes. We have food service workers. We have nurses. So we're the largest doctors union, the largest nurses union, and the largest union of healthcare workers nationally in the country. And then in public employees, we have a lot of public employees who do work for state, federal, and local governments and provide public services every day. So you see about two million of our members. Many of them you'll see when you go into a hospital or a public service office or something like that. And our local, SCIU Healthcare, is a new local with over 85,000 members, many who do home care, taking care of seniors and people with disabilities in their homes. Hospitals represent a lot of folks at Northwestern University Hospital, Mount Sinai, Loretto, Cook County, a lot of the major hospitals in the Chicago area, and then nursing homes. We have about 9,000 members in nursing homes and 35,000 members in child care. And with this clout, though, you have increasingly gotten a seat at the table on the health care debate and the national economic recovery. How do you think SEIU is going to play in this? I think that what it's going to be is to why we supported President-elect Obama so much was because he was the voice of change, that if you look over the last eight years, if you see the budget deficits and the reasons for the budget deficits, a lot of it was because of these tax cuts that were given to very wealthy people. And while the real median household since 2000 to 2007 declined by over $1,000 average per household, corporate profits nearly doubled. In 1980, CEOs, they were paid, average was about 42 times higher than the average worker pay. Today, it's 344 times higher. So we think things have shifted too far 
to the CEOs and the millionaires, and that it needs to be taken care of working families now. Another thing that's happened over the last five years is health insurance premiums. As everybody knows, if you have health insurance, if you're lucky enough to have it, the premiums have risen four times faster than workers' earnings, right? So now healthcare costs the average family of four 29000 a year in taxes, lower wages, and out-of-pocket medical expenses just to have health insurance coverage. So the corporate excess and these execs have really broken our healthcare system, and now we need to get this addressed with the financial stimulus. So that's why we're fighting with President-elect Obama to pass an economic stimulus plan that's going to keep people working, create millions of new jobs, and maintain the services for our communities. And we want to fix our health care system so that it lowers costs and provides quality, affordable care for everybody. And our third thing is Employee Free Choice Act that will ensure that workers and not just the CEOs can benefit from the economic progress that we hope will be coming with the economic stimulus. So that's what we hope is that the first economic stimulus, a lot of that, as we've seen, has gone to the banks and the financial institutions, and very little has trickled down to the American people. And now we want what President Obama has promised and what we are going to work with him to pass is making it one that will actually benefit all working families, the second uh, stimulus. How do you expand health care? Is it through a variety of means, a single-payer approach? How do you see that shaping up? What would the union endorse? The healthcare industry are jobs that cannot be shipped overseas, right? And there's increasing demand for services every year. But despite the economic crisis, jobs in healthcare have risen more than 2.6% over the last 12 months. So we think the healthcare industry is going to be a lone driving force for good jobs in America and across many regions and many cities across the country. So what we stand for is first making sure that it's adequately funded and that it is a plan that covers everybody and that will provide the quality care for our consumers who get care from a lot of our members in the healthcare industry and for the families that actually need it. So there's several things in the stimulus that are coming down that we support. I don't know if you've heard any of it, but S-CHIP, that's the Children's Health Insurance Program that was vetoed by President Bush. There is an additional, from what we're seeing now, uh, about 40 to $50 billion more for that program. That will be a separate bill, from what we understand, that will bring 9 million more children health care coverage who didn't have it before. So we really support that because that is aimed at the most vulnerable in our society. Next, there's other items like increasing what's called the financial participation. It's called FMAP. And that will be an additional 80 to $100 billion to help states fix their Medicaid programs. Okay, that's also in that. And what that would mean for us in Illinois is that, I don't know if you've seen all the news about how Medicaid is, you know, $500 million in the red or two. And quite frankly, nationally, a lot of states are having trouble. And I don't know that our listeners understand, but in the stimulus packages that will be wending their way through Congress, there is money in there to expand and help states that are not paying our physician listeners out there and other providers with money because they don't have it. And by the way, if you're just joining us or new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. And joining me today is Keith Kelleher, who is president of SEIU Healthcare of Illinois and Indiana, a large labor organization that is a close associate, a longtime supporter of President Obama's who will have a seat at the table in this. And Keith, you could just go on there with what you're talking about of how these initiatives will expand coverage for people already. Right. So the S-chip is key because it'll bring, I believe I said, 9 million more children 
healthcare coverage, which is very key and will allow children to have safe coverage. And it's financed, at least the last bill I believe is still going to be financed with a 61 cent tax on cigarettes. Nobody likes taxes, but you know, it is a least objectionable of all of them. So that will be something that will help a lot of our kids get health care coverage. And we'll expand it to families not only of 100% a median income, but there are some proposals to get it up to 2 or 300%. So that's key. The second thing is expanding money for increasing the funding to state Medicaid programs to stabilize the state budgets and make sure that the essential services of the health care system, for instance, at Cook County Hospital and a lot of the other what are called have-not hospitals in the Chicago area, your Loretto's, your St. Bernard's, your Cook County's, your North Western. A lot of these folks get a lot of Medicaid patients. Mount Sinai. We want to make sure that that money comes in to help those hospitals keep providing those services to folks. So that is an additional 80 to 100 billion dollars nationally. Of that, Illinois is supposed to get between, I've heard different figures, 1.2 billion to 2.7 billion. And this money would be dispersed across the country. So for our listeners, Essentially, if they're owed money, which is the case with a lot of doctors, that would cause the payments to catch up and continue, is my guess. Many of the providers now in Illinois, believe it or not, are waiting six months. Some of them are six months, some of them even more, to get their payments from either the state or federal government for their services. This will cut that We'll bring everybody up to date, and then we'll prime the pump so that these good services that are being provided to folks will be continued. That money will also prime the pump because it's an immediate investment that's going to generate 21st century jobs in healthcare because many of them are good-paying jobs. And we want to continue in this industry, especially in this industry that's helping so many folks stay alive, either through home care services, hospital services, nursing homes, or other healthcare institutions. So it's going to be a big program that we support, and we've been very active. As far as the larger health care reform, we need to have a system that's universal, that has some combination of public and private funding. You know, I believe it's 50 million people now in the United States have no health care. I mean, that's the worst of any industrialized country. And we're, I think we're the only industrialized country that does not have a form of national universal health care. What is the best way to expand coverage for the people who have never had it or continuing to not get it? I mean, would you expand Medicare down to like age 55? I mean, how do you see that? There's a couple of proposals. Actually, there's a lot of proposals out there. One is to expand Medicare and to allow everyone down to age 55 to be able to sign up for it. Another one is to give everybody the same coverage that members of Congress have that allow people to buy into the federal health care program for members of Congress and federal employees, and they have a choice of like eight plans that they can buy into with their benefit. So there's a lot of different proposals out there, and we're interested in all of them. And we have not settled on any one yet because we want to be flexible as we go into negotiations. But Senator Daschle, I don't know if you read his book. I recently got a copy of it. It's very interesting. A lot of good ideas on how to fund it and do it in such a way that it doesn't break the bank. It does come down to priorities, too. You know, we're spending hundreds of billions of dollars in various things in the budget and an infusion and a providing of this benefit that we've been trying to do in the United States for the last 60 or 70 years would be the one of the best investments that we could make, not only to provide folks with health care, but provide folks with 21st century jobs in health care. Yeah, that is an interesting approach you talk about. I think a lot of people, when they think, 
oh boy, a union is endorsing healthcare. Well, this is just designed to help their union members. But I guess what you're saying here is sort of a broad-based approach by getting more funding and even to getting hospitals and doctors' bills paid. We're seeing a lot of layoffs in healthcare this year that we have not seen, and people think healthcare is recession-proof, but I think it is definitely part of the recession, and you're saying that that would spur payments to doctors, whether they like unions or not, and also it would expand job growth in a growing industry because of the aging baby boomers. You can imagine bringing 48 or 50 million more people healthcare coverage. We believe our estimate is between 2 and 3 million new jobs by bringing that in, and these are good paying jobs, many of them union jobs, which have benefits, good wages that you can raise your family on. You know, this country has changed a lot in the last 30, 40, 50 years. It used to be that you could have one person in the household with a job that could have a health insurance and you could afford a car, send your kids to school, afford a house. And now it's completely changed. You have two people working, sometimes three and four, sometimes two people working two and three jobs, and that's got to change. And this kind of economic stimulus is the kind of thing that we need and that our union is fighting for. We've never been a union that just looks inward, you know, and say, well, we just got to protect our members. Obviously, we represent our members, and we do do good things for our members and with our members. But we have also have a program called Justice for All, which means we're not just fighting for ourselves. We're in fighting for all of the United States economy and all of the people in the United States because this is the only way that our members are going to get ahead is if everybody else gets ahead. It's the old, the old saying, a rising tide lifts all votes. So we want this tide that's coming in with the infrastructure and stimulus to raise all boats, and we want to make sure that this one goes to working families and does not go just to these bankers and these millionaires that have been profiting, and many of them were the problems that led to this financial meltdown. So that's where our agenda is, and that's the kind of union we are. And I think it's one of the reasons we're one of the most fastest-growing unions in the country and are organizing, and people are signing up because we've been able to do those kinds of things. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Keith Kelleher, who has been our guest He is the president of SEIU Healthcare of Illinois and Indiana, which is a part of the Service Employees International Union, which is the largest union in the country. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and you've been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. If you have questions or comments about today's show, please visit us at our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. Or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-639-6157. That's 888-639-6157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.